Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. The TOP this morning was evidence collected legally against the so-called Potomac River rapist. I'm John Doman. Hurricane Fiona this morning, a major storm in Puerto Rico. Assault charges are filed connected to fights at a high school football game Friday night. I'm Kate Ryan. Slight gains on Wall Street at the closing bell Monday. The Dow was up almost 200 points. Three o'clock. Is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by NHTSA. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. Breaking news, Fiona, which hit Puerto Rico Sunday as a Category 1 hurricane, is now a Category 3 and is headed for the Turks and Caicos Islands. It's still dropping rain on Puerto Rico, most of which is still without power. CBS's David Bigno is there. Hurricane Fiona roared ashore, dumping as much as 25 inches of rain, driving up winds to 91 miles per hour. All along Puerto Rico's southern coast. There were moments like this. Neighbors with a boat, some rope, and a desperate will to save a family trapped in high water. A 7.6 magnitude earthquake shook southern uh, Mexico early Monday afternoon. It was felt in Mexico City, where CBS's Adrian Bard says people were confused when an alert sounded because it had just been tested about an hour earlier. My daughter said people in the office started crying and uh, tried to stay calm as they had to go out for the second time, the first time being when there was a test of Mexico City's seismic alert system. A sheriff in Texas has opened an investigation into the circumstances surrounding Florida Governor Ron DeSantis's decision to fly a group of migrants from San Antonio to Martha's Vineyard. Reporter Chris Fox is in Austin. Bear County Sheriff Javier Salazar opened the investigation into the 48 Venezuelan migrants he believes were lured under false pretenses from the San Antonio Migrant Resource Center on September 14th, flown to Florida, and then on to Martha's Vineyard, where they were left to fend for themselves. What infuriates me the most about this case is that here we have 48 people that are already on, on hard times. They are here legally, and I believe that they were preyed upon. I'm Vicki Barker in London. From the London procession, the coffin pulled by 98 sailors, King Charles and senior royals following on foot, to the committal ceremony at Windsor Castle, a chance for Brits to say goodbye. When she came out and you know, they put her coffin on the carriage, that's the bit that got me. It was just really sad. I'm still sad, but I think it's a great way to remember her. The final chapter, though, took place out of the public eye. The royals saying their last goodbyes in a private burial ceremony. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. During a meeting Monday, developers and city officials pushed back on family members' expectations about a memorial for the 98 people who died last year when a beachfront Florida condo building collapsed. Surfside Florida Mayor Shlomo Dunzinger says many relatives wanted a park or a memorial, but a judge ordered the property sold. It's now private property. This is CBS News. Never miss a moment. Top news from WTOP 24-7, 365. Listen on air, on Alexa, and on the WTOP app. kids.org. Your car, running or not, could be picked up as soon as the next day. No title, no problem. Go to carsforkids.org today. 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Donate 
accepting donations of land, homes, buildings, or any kind of real estate. WTOP at 303. Tuesday morning, 20th of September, 2022. Sunny, breezy, low humidity. Should be a beautiful Tuesday. The high of 85 before we're done. 66 degrees you're waking up to in our nation's capital now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We do indeed thank you for taking us along for your Tuesday morning ride. Topping the local stories we're looking at for you as we do right into this day together. Adnan Saeed, the Baltimore man convicted of killing a classmate back in 1999, is a free man this morning. As WTOP's Kyle Cooper reports from Baltimore, a judge has set aside this week the conviction in the case. In a court hearing, Baltimore prosecutors who asked that the conviction be vacated detailed three reasons why. One, new DNA evidence suggests two others could be responsible for Heyman Lee's murder. Police work in the case was was shoddy and there was a lie detector test that was not handled properly. Adnan Syed's attorney, Erica Suter. 23 years later, we now know what Adnan and his loved ones have always known that Adnan's trial was profoundly and outrageously unfair. The state has 30 days to refile charges against Syed or drop the case. He smiled and waved at supporters when he walked out of the courthouse a free man. In Baltimore, Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. After Monday's hearing, Baltimore State's Attorney Marilyn Mosby said investigators are waiting for the results of DNA analysis before determining whether to seek a new trial. And Maryland's Attorney General Brian Frosch has some strong words about all this. He seems to think that Syed should still be behind bars this morning in a statement. He says among the other serious problems with the motion to vacate, the allegations that the prosecution hid or failed to disclose evidence favorable to the defendant are incorrect. Stay tuned. It's 3.05 on WTOP. His trial is coming up this fall, but right now a lawyer for the man called the Potomac River Rapist is not challenging the evidence against his client, but he is challenging how it was collected. Two days of hearings delving into that process. The lawyer for 62-year-old Giles Warwick is arguing that the DNA sample collected by police wasn't given as voluntarily as police want you to think, and that his client was misled by police throughout. Over two days of hearings, both sides battled over segments of audio of the interviews that Warwick had with police both before and after his arrest in South Carolina. After asking Warwick for a DNA sample, Warwick responded that he had no choice. But in the interview, you hear MPD homicide detective Todd Williams say, quote, you do have a choice. Police did have a warrant in case Warwick would not volunteer a saliva sample, though they knew executing it would have also required police to provide more information than they wanted to. At D.C. Superior Court, John Dome in WTOP News. 3.06 on your Tuesday morning. The man police have called the shopping cart killer suspect has now been indicted this week on five counts in the deaths of two women in Harrisonburg, Virginia, in that area. A judge has forwarded Anthony Eugene Robinson's case to the grand jury for two counts of first-degree murder and two counts of hiding the bodies of Beth Redman and Tonita Smith. And the grand jury apparently added the count of aggravated murder. If he's convicted, Robinson could be sentenced to life. He is also suspected but not yet charged locally in the deaths of two women in Fairfax County and one in D.C. WTOP at 307, four juveniles, one adult, all charged in connection to the fights that broke out at a high school football game recently. The fighting started on the field at the Friday night football game between Northwest and Gaithersburg High Schools, but the charges filed 
stem from the fighting that took place off the field, according to Gaithersburg Police. Four juveniles have been charged with assault. One 19-year-old Germantown man has been charged with disorderly conduct, along with second-degree assault. At his weekly briefing, Montgomery County Council President Gabe Albornoz commented on the incident. I know that MCPS is treating this incident very seriously and that they have stepped up efforts in partnership with the Montgomery County Police Department on the safety and security side. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Success is picking up extra shifts, but now you want to be the boss. Success is getting your foot in the door, but now you want to take the next step. Success looks different to everyone. And for more than 75 years, University of Maryland Global Campus has been helping working adults like you succeed again. Choose from more than 125 degree and certificate programs with online and hybrid courses. Our MBA and most graduate cyber courses start October 5th. Learn more at umgc.edu. Certified to operate by CHEV. Remembering the Queen next on WTOP, where the time now is 3.08. Good Tuesday morning. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Driving and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Good morning to Carlos Ramirez with us this early hour in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thanks, Dean. Good morning. We'll start off on 66 westbound. The work zone between the Fairfax County Parkway and Route 50 had all traffic temporarily stopped. Watching the cameras, things are moving once again, albeit very slowly, but they are moving, I promise. You'll be in that single lane along the right-hand side, uh, so do be aware of that. And, of course, uh, don't try to rush things because there's plenty of cones all over. Once you get past Route 50, you'll find the cones along the right-hand side as well, so be ready to move over to the left. Then as you continue past the Capitol Beltway, same story. Stay in the left lanes because you only have a single left lane as you head past the Beltway itself. Inner loop of the Beltway. The work zone closes the ramp to westbound 66. You cannot get onto 66 westbound from the northbound side of 495. Westbound 66, past the Beltway, a single right lane gets by, and you're going to see a slight delay there as folks from the outer loop of the Beltway on a 66 West have to merge with that single lane. Then between Nutley Street and 123, same story, just a single lane getting by there. As you continue past 28, just one lane there. I-95 looks good. 395 is quiet, though there is a work zone after Edsel Road. It's blocking the left lane. Outer loop of the Beltway and the through lanes after the Woodrow-Wilson Bridge, you will find some crash activity along the left-hand side of the roadway. It's from the earlier incident that had the Beltway par uh, partially closed. Outer loop of the Beltway in Maryland on the ramp that takes you to 270. The left side of that ramp is currently blocked with a crash. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. A little bit for everybody over the next couple of days weather-wise. If you like summer, I've got that for you right on through the day on our Wednesday and Thursday. First off, Tuesday, high temperature of 85. Uh, 87 on Wednesday, plenty of sunshine both days. On Thursday, more clouds, chance of shower activity as the cold front moves through. We'll see a high around 82. Friday, feeling more like fall. So if you want some cooler weather, going for a high temperature of only 69 with plenty of sunshine. Friday night into Saturday morning. Lows in the 40s and low 50s. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Hammer. Right now, we are at 63 in Rockville, 72 in Ashburn, 69 in District Heights. We are at 66 degrees and holding right now at our nation's capital. Two brand new tickets are making their presence felt in D.C. From U Street to downtown, from Adams Morgan to Anacostia. Introducing the District Diamonds and 51st Scratchers from D.C. Lottery. Inspired by the district, made for the district, with prizes up to $151,000. Grab them today from your local D.C. lottery retailer. Because here in D.C., this is how we play. Please play responsibly. After midnight, 
with WTOP and Dean Lane. This is WTOP News. CBS News Special Report, remembering the life of Queen Elizabeth II. Queen Elizabeth's coffin to Windsor Castle. Windsor Castle Guard flanking the Queen. CBS's Vicki Barker has more from London. The Imperial State Crown, the orb and the scepter lifted from the Queen's coffin, separating her from her crown for the final time. Final burial in a private service with just family and close friends present. Nigel Fletcher, he's a political historian at King's College. The Queen's children uh, saluting the coffin and the gun carriages that went off. I mean, it really was a privilege to see it. And I, I think, you know, we're not exaggerating in saying that this is a, a really once-in-a-lifetime event. Thousands of mourners standing on the sideline and millions are watching. CBS News Special Report. I'm Monica Ricks. WTOP News Time 312. Probably certainly noticed that gas prices dropped last month. The cost of airfare and used cars also dropping, but almost everything else, well, it went up. CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger joining us this morning to talk about what that means for inflation, which remains high right now. Well, it means that things are actually accelerating at the wrong time. So absolutely true that you should be happy when you go fill up your tank. It's certainly better, you know, with prices down by about 24 cents from a month ago. And, you know, remember year over year, we used to say like we're up a dollar from a year ago. Well, now, you know, it's it's bad, but it's uh, 48 cents higher than a year ago. So gas prices down. But Look at the food index up by more than 11% from a year ago. And that's the fastest rate of inflation since 1979. So in the economist world, they say when things are faster than expected, they say things are running hot. And the other area that I think bears a lot of watching is shelter, meaning rents or if you own a home, the way the government looks at it, they say, well, what would it cost to find the equivalent rental of your house? And that's a Number that's important because think about it when a household budget is determined two huge categories are shelter paying for a roof over your head and feeding your family and if those two things are accelerating that is not good news for the inflation rate jill how do you expect the fed will react to the numbers I think it's pretty clear the Fed is going to raise interest rates when they meet this week. So I think Wednesday afternoon, we're going to find out that we've got another 0.75% increase in the federal funds rate, short-term lending rates. Now, what's fascinating about that to me is this would be the third consecutive meeting where they go up by 0.75%. For, you know, just a few meetings back... A 0.75% increase was almost unheard of the last time that happened was in 1994. So it tells you that the Fed is playing catch-up. They probably started this rate hike cycle a little bit late, and now they are trying to aggressively quell inflation. CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger. Talking inflation with our Sandy Cazell. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Women's leadership is elevating our world, and Innova is a leader in elevating women's health care. Innova Fairfax Hospital is ranked top 10 in the nation for obstetrics and gynecology by U.S. News & World Report. We are committed to putting women first. Our team listens to what matters most to you, from childbirth options and high-risk maternity care to pelvic floor health, surgery, and cancer treatment. Experience elevated women's care at Innova. Explore innova.org slash womenfirst. 
Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. It's Tuesday morning, September 20th, 2022. Sports time indeed at 3.15. Once again, Rob's turn this morning. As has been the case for the Nationals for much of the last few weeks, the brightest spot in their loss was Joey Manessis. The 30-year-old rookie went 4-4 four for four in a 5-2 loss in Atlanta. Dave Martinez. He uses the whole field. You know, he stays on the ball really well. Not afraid to hit with two strikes. So he's been doing well, man. He works great at bat. So, you know, I love watching him go up there and love watching him hit. But he also does all the right things, you know, on defense and both at first base and and the outfield. But Corey Abbott had a rough four-inning start to stay winless on the mound this season. As for the Orioles, they didn't get a hit until the seventh inning of an 11-0 blowout loss to the Detroit Tigers at Camden Yards. They are now five games out of the last American League wildcard spot with 16 games to play. Dusty Baker's Houston Astros officially play off-bound after clinching the AL West for the fifth time in six years. Monday Night Football featured two blowouts. Buffalo got a huge performance from local product Stefan Diggs in a 41-7 route of Tennessee and Philadelphia. Philadelphia's Jalen Hurts had a statement game and a 24-7 win over Minnesota. The Eagles 2-0 for the first time since 2016. Coming to FedEx Field Sunday to face a Washington Commanders team frustrated over a tough loss in Detroit that left Jonathan Allen spending his Monday channeling his inner Bill Belichick. We're on to Philadelphia. Yeah, center Chase Ruye is not. He's headed to injured reserve with a knee injury, getting a second opinion to see if it requires season-ending surgery. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. Thanks, Rob, as always. 317, Tuesday morning, September 20th on WTOP. And the top stories we're following for you this Tuesday morning. New on WTOP this morning, Baltimore's Adnan Syed is out of prison this week. A judge overturning Syed's 1999 murder conviction, telling prosecutors in the case they have a month to order a new trial or dismiss all charges. The case was chronicled, you may remember, by the popular serial podcast 24 in uh, the popular serial as it was called s-e-r-i-a-l podcast in 2014 which raised at the time major questions about whether syed was guilty he was convicted of killing his classmate and girlfriend Heyman lee former president trump was able to get a win apparently in the mar-a-lago documents investigation this week by getting that special master appointed formally now his team of lawyers we hear may be on a tougher road the court-appointed special master reviewing documents the FBI seized during the August 8th search has asked the former president to disclose details about any materials he claims to have declassified before calling them his property. There's a big meeting on all of this later today, this Tuesday, September 20th. Stay with WTOP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. Tuesday morning, September 20th, where the time now is 3.18. Traffic and weather on the 8th and when it breaks... We check it now with Carlos Ramirez in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thanks, Dean. Good morning. The westbound side of 100 in Maryland still closed for the accident scene that did happen during the 9 o'clock hour. As of now, westbound traffic cannot get past Oakwood Road. Follow any police direction to get around it. Looks like the ramps from Oakwood Road onto 100 are also blocked, so keep that in mind as well. You're headed across the Bay Bridge this early morning. Well, you've got two-way traffic on the eastbound span. No delays because of it. Headed westbound on 50, as, as you approach uh, Baydale Drive, you'll find the work crew blocking the right lane. And then it looks like the ramp that'll take you onto Route 2 is partially blocked as well. Also, outer loop of the Beltway, the accident scene is on the ramp that takes you onto northbound 270. Looks like the left lane of that ramp is partly blocked. Southbound side of 270, looks like the work zone's still out there as you head past 85. Right lane blocked there, and you cannot access 85. 
If you're headed northbound, same story. Right side blocked with the work crew, but you cannot get onto 85 either. Down in Virginia, 66. A lot of work crews. I won't get through all of them, but trust you will find them. Traffic is moving, thankfully. Uh, all the work zones have at least one lane getting by. Now, if you're headed eastbound, headed between 29 and 28 in Centerville, uh, the left lane gets by right now as you continue past the Fairfax County Parkway, you'll be moved over to the far most right lane. By the time you get past Route 50, just after 123, guess what? You move back over to the left. And finally, as you make your way just past the Capitol Beltway itself, you will get by on the far left-hand side as well. Inner loop of the Beltway, the ramp to westbound 66 is currently closed. You cannot get onto westbound 66 from northbound 495. You're going to need to find an alternate route. Route 50 might be a decent choice if you're headed west of the Beltway. Now, if you're headed westbound on 66, after Route 7 past the Beltway, single right lane gets you by. Then between Nutley Street and Route 50, a left lane gets you by. And finally, past 28, it's just a right lane. For over 35 years in the DMV, Greenberg and Betterman has helped tens of thousands of clients who've been hurt in auto accidents or victims of medical malpractice. Visit GB Lawyer and feel better. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Some more nice weather as we make our way through the next couple of days. Sunshine, high temperature of 85. Wednesday, high of 87. Once again, plenty of sunshine. On Thursday, a cold front moves our way. Look for a high of 82 with a 40% chance of showers. Uh, we will see much cooler weather towards the end of the week. Friday, I'm going for a high temperature only in the mid to upper 60s. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. Right now, we're at 69 in Upper Marlboro, 65 in Centerville, 72 degrees. I've gone up a few degrees in our nation's capital. This check brought to you by, I can click here, flip here, I can see. Here we go. Brought to you by Lynn the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Check them out. Lynn the Plumber. WTOP at 321. This is WTOP News. It happened almost three years ago. A Maryland man stabbed another outside of Popeye's restaurant over cutting in line for a popular chicken sandwich. Rico McLean was sentenced for the November 2019 second-degree murder of Kevin Davis. He was given a 22-year sentence. Prince George's County State's Attorney Ayesha Braveboy said Davis's mother and aunt spoke during the sentencing. You could see the pain in their eyes. You know that this has really impacted their family. Davis's mother said she'd pray for her son's killer. But also to his own family because he is a father, he's a husband, and he is a son. Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. The executive order on cybersecurity is a big step towards securing our nation through zero trust. It starts with identity and Okta leads the way with a modern FedRAMP authorized identity cloud that supports NIST, CISA, and other zero trust standards. Okta centralizes identity and access, delivers strong multi-factor authentication, and integrates all your technologies with a vendor-neutral approach. Learn more at okta.com forward slash fedzerotrust. That's O-K-T-A dot com slash fedzerotrust. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. This is WTOP News. Well, the time now is 322. Good Tuesday morning, September 20th. Welcome in. Now to Ukraine this morning, a Russian missile has blasted a crater this week close to a nuclear power plant in southern Ukraine, damaging nearby industrial equipment, but not hitting its three reactors. Ukrainian authorities denounced Monday's attack as an act of nuclear terrorism. Meantime, more bodies are being pulled from mass graves near the eastern Ukrainian city of Izium now that Russian troops have been driven out of that area. There are indications this morning these people were tortured before they were killed. 
Those who escaped are resurfacing and telling their stories. WCOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green this morning with more for us. This is the story of a survivor. We're getting to that police station. He takes us in the second lower floor and he recognizes his cell. Armand Soldin telling the story of a 68-year-old man who took them to one of the torture centers. Where he was staying, with, he told us at first with four other people, then six, then eight, and he lost the counts. He said that he was beaten, that he was hearing a lot of screams coming around, that he was going on for 24 hours. He was beaten with a metal bar on his arm until they broke it. And according to Soldine, this was a dark place where people lost track of time. And we also saw like marks on the wall. We saw like proper calendar of marks on the wall indicating days for, for the prisoners to, to keep track. About 10 of what Ukrainian authorities are calling torture centers have been discovered. And no doubt more stories like this one will emerge. Hey, JJ, what is the latest on the fighting now? When you look at the map, there is a thing that essentially tracks all of the fighting that's going on in Ukraine. Most of it is always along the eastern and southern part of the country. There are some Russian attacks that are taking place in the eastern part of the country, and, and some of them actually are taking place, or at least shelling. Shells are being launched towards Kharkiv and Izium, which reinforces this concern that Russian forces haven't given up on those areas that Ukraine's taken back. But 13 people were killed in Donetsk after a shelling attack. And you see images of that particular area, and it just reminds you of what's been taking place on and on again. And in this particular city, there were images of people, bodies were strewn outside on the ground as ambulances trying to respond. So this is a situation where the fighting, even though Russia is not winning this war, even though Russia is taking essentially a big hit, they're still continuing to try to fight. With the latest on the war between Ukraine and Russia, that's WTLP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green talking with Hillary and Sean. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTLP.com. The time now, Tuesday morning, it is 3.25. Money News, we bring you each half hour at 25 and 55 on WTOP. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Another nervous day is likely on tap for Wall Street as Federal Reserve officials begin a two-day meeting. It'll likely end with another big interest rate increase as the Fed continues its battle against inflation. The market managed a modest gain yesterday following its worst weekly sell-off since mid-June. The main averages gained just over half a percent. Ford is still waiting on parts like computer chips so that it can finish building more than 45,000 vehicles that are just sitting on the lot. The automaker says they include mainly high-demand, high-margin trucks and SUVs. It expects to install the parts and ship the vehicles to dealers in the fourth quarter. In a hopeful sign for inflation, prices for used cars are finally headed lower. Mannheim Auctions, the world's largest seller of used cars, says prices fell to a one-year low during the first half of this month. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. Hey, ladies, ready to order appetizers? Hmm, I don't think I should. I'm trying to cut back on spending lately. Didn't you download that Upside app I told you about? The one that gets you cash back. Huh? No, I didn't. Is it really worth it? Yes, because of cash back from Upside, I haven't had to cut back, even with prices getting extremely high lately. Wow. And what do you get cash back on again? You get money back on gas, groceries, and it works at restaurants. Look, I'd get 37% cash back on this meal including on drinks and apps. All right, I'm sold. You order the apps, I'm buying and getting the cash back and upside. Oh no, I've created...
cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.